0: Church presents the Kingdom of God
1: crusade.
0: Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing.
2: Good morning. I'm here Pastor Billy Han, Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on charter cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, see like it as in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Emigra Bilalm on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, Saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, That is, those of you in the hospitals and confidence and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we are commemorating Palm Sunday, the day when our Lord made His triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem, with people thronging the streets, waving palms and shouting, Glory to God, Hallelujah. In less than a week's time, it was one of the darkest days for mankind, when our Lord and Savior made the supreme sacrifice and died on the cross of Calvary. A sacrifice that enabled the whole world to have the promise of salvation and eternal life. The church choir directed by Emilia Hahn will open the musical portion of today's program with a song entitled, On a Friday Noon. Please sing along with the choir as you see the words on your screen. The words are very solemn and touching as it depicts the steps leading up to the Lord's crucifixion. An excerpt to the song goes, the mountains quake, the demons leap as all of heaven's angels weep. For the Son of God is seen to swoon neath the weight of the cross on a Friday noon. Bye. Yeah. What a wonderful presentation. Thank you, choir. The church band under the direction of yours truly will now play the song titled, The King is Coming. Through the signs in the heavens above and the earth beneath, the second coming of the Lord is near at hand. Are you ready to meet our Lord and Savior when He comes once again in clouds of glory? The Lord is speaking to your hearts today. Won't you accept Him as your personal Savior, Master and Lord? For today is the day of salvation if you will but hear His voice. Oh my god, i Just the associate pastor, Vince Proulx Sr., stands ready to sing a medley of songs entitled, There Is Something About That Name, and It Keeps Me Singing. Yes, saints and friends, the name of Jesus is the sweetest name we know. He is our shield and comforter from the turmoil and troubles of the world, as you commit all things into His precious hands. He is able to make a way to turn all of our tests and trials into glorious victories. For there is strength, power, and hope in the name of the Lord.
0: jesus 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 there's just something about that name master say this rain something about that name. there's within my heart a melody jesus whispers sweet and low fear not i There's something about that name,
2: Jesus. The church choir will once again sing praises and glory to the Lord with the Palm Sunday number entitled Ten Thousand Hosannas. for today, Seneca Rose Hahn will play for you on her cello, the beautiful song entitled, I Walk With the King. When the storms of life come our way, it is a comfort to know that our Lord and Savior is only a prayer away. He walks and talks with us and is there to pick us up from the depths of despair and hide us beneath His sheltering wings. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sheryl Abing will blend their voices in sweet harmony to the spirit-inspiring song in the garden. The Lord waits for you with open arms in the beautiful garden of prayer. The garden can be in your hearts, and it's a place where you can find peace, joy, and happiness, talking with our Lord and Savior. He is there to answer our prayers, for so with God, all things are possible. It is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to a dear sister in Christ who is none other than Mrs. Rebecca Lebon. May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you all the days of your life as you continue your walk with Him. Have a wonderful Sunday.
3: Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat on television time, station, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. The telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KXD TV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on charter cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m., and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held every Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches. As services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Casanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? All right, at your leisure,
2: sir. Thank you, Melvin. It is my heartfelt desire to you, viewers, that you all join me in the reading of God's word as I present my sermon for you today entitled Blessed Is He. And I pray that it will provide you with the strength and comfort you seek. I also hope that as a result of this spirit-inspired sermon, you will allow Jesus into your hearts and accept him as your Lord and Savior this very day. Today, we are commemorating Palm Sunday. The Lord Jesus Christ knew all things. He knew God's will for him. He knew why he came into the world. He knew his earthly ministry was drawing to a close. He knew that the hour was approaching when he would finish his mighty work by dying on the cross. In times past, he had kept his mission secret. Now, there was no longer any need to do this. It was not fitting that the Lamb of God should come to die privately and silently. Before he died, every eye had to be fixed upon him. The crowning act of his life had to take place where and when all the world could know about it. Jesus headed towards Jerusalem to present himself as Messiah and the king and stopped outside the village of Bethphage. He sent out two disciples with explicit instructions. Read in Matthew 21, 2 and 3. Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them." Well, they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They brought the two animals to him. Then a saddle of clothing was put upon the donkey, and Jesus rode into Jerusalem, seated upon the animal. As he rode, a crowd, a great crowd went before him, reading the eighth and ninth verses. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strew them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna! The word means salvation or save now, a significance which is shown in the phrase, God save the king. To the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. As they entered Jerusalem, all the city was moved. And some, not knowing who Jesus was, spoke out. Let us read the 10th and 11th verses. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now let us learn several lessons from this wonderful presentation. First, we learned that Jesus had a perfect knowledge of all things. He knew where the donkey would be tied. He knew that she would have a coat by her side. He knew what her owner would say. Even today, nothing is hidden today from His eyes. He sees us in the brightness of the midday and the blackness of midnight. Yes, viewers, you can get away from everyone in the world, and you can flee to the ends of the earth, but He still sees and knows all about you, no matter where you are. Thus, we need to be careful as to what we say and what we do. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Let us always behave as true born-again Christians. One day, someone went over to his neighbor's field to steal some watermelons. He took his son with him. He first scanned all directions, north, south, east, and west. Then he began to put the watermelons into the bag. His son said wisely, hey, Dad, you forgot to look one way. You forgot to look up. Yes, we must never forget to look up. After all, God is above, is the author and finisher of our faith. He sees all that we do. He knows all about us. He will call us to settle our accounts, both here and the hereafter. For every deed and every word, as Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 8:21, providing for all things, honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Next, we notice here how prophecy was fulfilled to the minutest detail in the life of Christ. 450 years before this time, Zechariah, Under God had prophesied that Jesus would come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and it happened just as he said. Reading Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. In ancient times, riding upon an ass was a sign of honor or dignity and peace. Today, many people ignore prophecy. Some preachers make light of it, but we can know for sure that the prophecies regarding His second coming are to be as literally fulfilled as those which concern His first coming. Why didn't the people, even the religious leaders of His day, not recognize Him? It was simply because they did not pay heed to the prophecy. He came to earth literally in person the first time. He will come to earth literally in person the second time. He came in humiliation the first time to suffer. He will come in glory the second time to rule and reign on this earth. Third, we see here the humility of Christ. He could have requested for horses and an elegant chariot in which to ride through the city. He could have ridden through Jerusalem in splendor as today's rulers who ride in stretched-out limousines. However, he chose to ride in upon the most homely and humble animal in the world, and subject himself to further ridicule by choosing one that was followed by a coat. Jesus was not a high and mighty and unapproachable potentate. Jesus was charming, humble, and friendly. This means that we can go to him in time of need. His ears are always open to our cries. His heart is always beating in sympathy with ours. Fourth, we learn that man's favor and applause are fleeting things. On one day, the crowds cried out, Hosanna! Four days later, it is probable that many of the same people in the previous crowd were now crying out, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! This is a vivid picture of a human nature. One day for Jesus, one day for the world. Nothing is so fickle and fleeting as popularity. It is here today and gone tomorrow. There is only one we can really depend on. And Jesus is His name. He sticks closer than a brother. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here's another lesson from this event. Just as the gates were thrown wide open to admit Christ on that day, so ought we to throw open the doors of our hearts and let Him in today. Yes, viewers, behold your Savior. He offers Himself to you. He brings with Him everything for time and eternity. Open your hearts to Him, open your homes to Him, open your business to Him. Don't be like the innkeeper who could find no room for him that night. Jesus tells us in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. He is still willing to be gracious to all who will let him into their hearts. This gracious invitation is for everyone who will hear his voice as the Lord gives his final invitation the day to accept it just about over. Time has already run out. We read in Matthew 21, 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. What Jesus found in the temple infuriated him. And I use the term infuriated to describe intense anger. Do I mean to say that the meek and lowly Jesus, the one who had just ridden into the town the donkey became angry? Yes, I mean just that. He saw enough in the temple to fill him with righteous indignation. The house of God was not being used as a house of worship or prayer, but as a den of thieves. We read the 13th verse, and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Anyone who sees a chance to make a dollar will Russian regardless of where it is. Well, the sheep, oxen, and doves were needed for sacrifices in the temple. Therefore, certain men rushed in to open a market business. They profaned the temple in order to carry out that business. They brought their sheep, oxen, and doves right into the temple and made it a dirty, noisy marketplace. Those who entered the temple to worship found not a quiet sanctuary, but a place of confusion, noise, and fierce competition. As the merchants sold their wares. Besides all this, there were several tables where the money changers changed foreign money to the point of the land. When Jesus came upon this scene, his anger was aroused, and he did something about it. He made a whip of cords and started at the money changers and merchants. His righteous indignation and blazing eyes struck terror into their hearts. They could not stand before him. He swept the money bags on the floor and turned the tables over. He stormed through the temple, driving out the cattle and releasing the doves. He drove out everything before him. Now the question is, did Jesus slip out of character here? Did he simply lose his cool? Was he less divine with the whip in his hands? No! Jesus was in perfect character here. God is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath and a consuming fire to those who disobey him. He would not let sin go unpunished. There are some people who go through life without repentance. They live in sin and rebellion against God. They say that God is a God of love who will overlook their sinful ways and take them home to heaven at the end of the way. Oh, how wrong they are. He is the God of justice and wrath. Read in Revelation 14, 10. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and they shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The Word of God tells us that in the Day of Judgment men will cry out for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. And for that reason, I urge you now to commit yourself to Him by accepting Him as Savior, Master, and Lord. Let's digress for a moment from the sermon topic and focus on old Nicodemus who was told to be born of water and of the Spirit. Yes, viewers, Jesus wants you to come into him in repentance. That is to show God a sorrow for your sins and to believe the gospel, which is simply the very good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is indeed saving the souls of many today. And his healing is also a part and parcel of the gospel work. He then blesses you by removing your sins as far as the East is from the West and filling you with the Holy Ghost, power from on high, which enables you to walk, talk and live a life above sin. Have you prepared yourself by following God's words? If not, then here's the biblical formula given for baptism with the promise of the Holy Spirit and life eternal in Acts 2 36 to 37 it reads, therefore, let all the house of Israel, know surely, that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, as we find in Acts 2.38, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39th verse, it reads, For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Jesus is calling you today. Today is your day of salvation. Come unto him and find the blessings which will mark you as a child of God and a believer of His Word. In Acts 4:12, He commands our attention with, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Indeed, viewers, the name of Jesus is the only saving name with power to forgive and remit your sins and mark you with a heavenly identity to receive the promise of eternal life. It is up to you today, for tomorrow may be too late. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, seeking salvation, and he received the teaching of the new birth. Reading John 3, 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? We continue with John 3:5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Being born of water is taken on the name of Jesus by immersion. It signifies the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We read Romans, the sixth chapter, three to four, knowing not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Let us now refocus upon our message, that of Palm Sunday. There are times when we ought to get furious. There are things which ought to arouse our anger. We ought to get furious at the drug and liquor trafficking and everything that's evil in this devil may world. The tears that tears down the life and happiness of men and women. Yes, even Jesus became angry at those who misuse God's house. Therefore, it is not wrong for us to get angry. The word of God says, be angry, but sin not. Which means that we are not to continue to lose our tempers in sinful anger. Here we see Jesus being infuriated over certain wrongs. Yet he himself, on the way to the cross, ruled his own spirit well and said not a word. Proverbs 16, tells us, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Remember, viewers, there is only one way to learn to rule your own spirit. You must call on the name of Jesus and ask him to help you control your temper. As the morning set in, Jesus became hungry. He approached the fig tree and looked upon it for fruit, but he found there nothing but leaves. Therefore, he put a curse upon the tree, and it withered away before the eyes of the disciples. This tree was symbolic of the Jewish church at that time. They made an outward show. They had the temple, the priesthood, the daily services, and the sacrifices. But within the church, there was no fruit, no spirituality, no grace, no faith, no love, no humility. Thus, it was destined to wither away. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD by Titus. The temple was burned, the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the people were scattered to the ends of the earth. What a warning this is to us. We can have our fine buildings, our large memberships, our organizations, our meetings, our budgets, yet fail because we do not have inward power and the spirituality God expects us to have. Oh, let us be careful to see that our love for Jesus is genuine and that we bear more than leaves. The law requires fruits, not trash. Jesus now tells a parable of two sons. A father instructed his sons to go and work in the vineyard. One refused to do so at first, but later he repented and went to work. The father then instructed the other son to work and he quickly promised to do so. But he didn't keep his promise. He didn't go to work. Thus Jesus posed this question to the disciples as you read in Matthew 21, 31 and 32. Whither then twain did the will of his father? They said unto him, the first. Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and he believed him not but the publicans and the harlots believed him. And he, when he had seen it, repented not afterward that he might believe him. The religious leaders of his day were the ones who said that they were, would serve God, but they did not. Many sinners of his day and ours are among those who repent and do serve God. This tells it matters not what a man has said or done in the past, God is willing to receive him when he repents. Paul tells us about the following in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If a man doesn't give up his sins, his profession is abominable in God's sight, and he is still under the curse. The other parable is about a man who rented his vineyard to some men, and then journeyed to a far country. At the proper season, he sent his servants to collect the rent. Instead of paying the rent, the renters beat and killed those servants. He then sent another group of servants, and the same thing happened to them. Reading Matthew 21, 37 to 39, But last of all, he sent to them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. When the husband saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him. And let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. Now, says Jesus, these men will be destroyed, and the vineyard will be rented out to someone else. The reference here is primarily to the Jewish nation. God did all he could to win them to himself. He sent Noah and the flood. He sent Moses and the law and the idea of blood sacrifice. He sent David and his songs of forgiveness sin but they continued in their sins finally he sent his well beloved son and they slew him upon the cross those that reject him the cornerstone of life that same stone will fall upon them and crush them god has done everything necessary to save men and the greatest thing of all was the sacrificing of his son reading john 316 for god so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us His best, His only begotten Son. Why can't we give Him our best? Let us make Jesus the cornerstone in our lives. And on this Palm Sunday, let us flourish like the palm tree and cry out, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, for the palm branches are symbolic of victory and likeness unto man. We who are truly born of water and of the Spirit and are walking the light are not palm wavers. Thus, we'll sit and rule with Him in His kingdom one day. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at Jesus Coming Soon. On to our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hall of his hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song Glory to His Name.